Welcome to Men in the Ring. It's a Sean. How you guys doing? I'm going solo today. See if we can make this work by myself. Usually it's a very conversational program, but um, we'll see if we can make this work. I got some new intro music just for today, just because I'm sitting at the piano. So let's see if we got it. pretty right <clears throat> anyway um so yeah trying to podcast solo men in the ring matt is <clears throat> over across the ocean and trying to raise little kids so much respect to his plight my kids are a little bit older now it's kind of fun to tell people my oldest or I'm sorry, my youngest kid is now 14 when I see people struggling with their young kids, which is uh, probably the biggest life investment you can have. When the kids are young, I was actually talking to Matt about this a couple, it's maybe about a month ago or so. Um about zero to three, how important the kids' stage is, or the development stage from zero to three, we talk about, I talk about young parents, you know, and they talk about the struggles of being at home with their kids or whatever, and I try to tell them that's the biggest investment you can make, and Matt was saying some of the science recently in regard to, like, developing brain synapse from, like, Zero to one and zero to three is just like millions per minute or second. Don't know exactly the number, but it was an astounding stat showing that, you know, the brain development from zero to three, any time investment, extra investment that you put in with your kids um, is going to be huge as they develop into a you know, a person, a more developed person later on down the way. Anyway, that being said, you know, Matt has four younger ones, so that's a lot. Good for him. So, yeah, my life lately has been interesting in the sense that my dad and mom both acquired the old COVID-19 uh, looks to be like it was the Delta variant by the symptoms and the people that they acquired from were tested uh, and confirmed positive for the Delta variant. And um, they both seem to like kind of be through it after a couple days. And then my dad developed pneumonia. So apparently the lungs don't function very well with COVID in them. And if you're not taking deep breaths for a couple of days, pneumonia can set in to the little capillaries. I think that's what they're called in the lungs. And then um, 
then you got a whole other breathing issue. He has some um, um, pre-existing conditions. He's a Vietnam War vet, couple-time cancer survivor, um, had his bladder removed. Um, he's almost died at least one of the time. Um, so he is kind of like prototypical, like high risk or higher risk. Uh, so yeah, the, so he had to be hospitalized at a local small hospital and they did a really good job taking care of him with the, you know, what they had, the resources they had at hand. And then he was uh, fading hard. And it uh, looked like he needed a lot more medical care. So they're trying to get him out last weekend to a bigger facility and a better suited, suited facility. And they couldn't get him out that day because of weather. So it was pretty a hair-raising scenario like, the nurse asked my mom to pray like we had a <laughs> we believe in prayer so we've been praying the whole time anyway but like when you hear that you feel like oof okay this is this could be the end you know and the the staff did a really cool thing letting me see my dad as he went into the ambulance um which with COVID protocols and stuff, you can't really let just people in the hospital and stuff like that. It doesn't work very well that way. But um, so there's a thought that that could be maybe the last time I saw him or something like that over the weekend. Last time I saw him for good, potentially. Uh, but then he got up to the nice, the better facility or the, I don't know. Yeah. Had more equipment more specialists and he started to show a little bit of improvement or at least stabilization. So now he's there stabilizing, um, not showing a ton of improvement yet, but hanging on. Um, and I appreciate him fighting. Uh, my prayer was that he's going to stick around for 10 more years, but if it was for some reason, you know, God's desire, time to take him that you know then we'd have to be cool with that too just celebrate all the good things but yeah such a weird topic such a weird thing to think about life and death and um trying to figure out my life after my dad has got i'm a grown person but there'd be a lot of responsibilities Little things to take over, help my mom with. Um, just a lot of unknowns, not knowing what to, what you could uh, encounter, um, but trusting all along that it'd be okay, you know. But anyway, that is interesting, and that that kind of reminded me. My mom and I were talking. She was still in quarantine, so we sat out on the deck this weekend, and you know, like twelve feet away in the open air, chatting, just trying to support her because she's alone at home, and her husband's 
in the hospital, not knowing whether it's going to live or die. Um, so that was kind of tricky for her. So I was trying to be a support or whatever. And, uh, we're just chatting about the podcast and other things. And, uh, Dave was cool enough to come on as a guest, even though we kind of sprung it on him <laughs> last weekend. Dave was talking about, um, some things about true, true belief or, or very invested believers, um, and that got my mom and I to talk about thinking about some things like um, faith and like, you know, some people are, have a real easy time believing in things. Some people don't believe in anything or <laughs> have a real hard time believing in anything. And my dad is one of those guys. He had a really hard, has a real hard time. Uh, it doesn't, you know, believing in anything. He's doesn't, he's not a emotional dude. You know, he doesn't be, isn't swayed. So he does believe in God, but he takes an extra faith. He, in actual faith, like something, you know, he's believing in something he doesn't necessarily see. And Dave is sort of like that too. He's that type of person. Um, and I know that, some people are just like that. Um, and I actually give those people more credit um, for having faith in something they don't feel or see. Um, like I was telling my ma, like for me, like I don't feel like I really don't have a whole lot of faith by the definition of the term faith because I know that I see God's hand working in my life on a daily basis. Um, so it doesn't take a whole big leap into the unknown. It's a really easy, confident step into something that I can see working on a daily basis. So like even just um, for a case of point, just a l interesting thing this last weekend Um so my weekend was very much interrupted by my dad's possibility of dying, um, which life comes to a halt in those moments, obviously. <clears throat> but two weeks, two weeks prior to that weekend, I, my wife kind of gave me a green light to just have a weekend um, with my baseball guys. Um, and then I think, oh yeah, she was probably going to go down to Milwaukee where she grew up at and spend some time with her mom, um, who's failing in a little bit of health, but doing pretty good. Um, so like two weeks prior, um, knowing that I'd have kind of a free weekend, I kind of floated it out to a couple of my other buddies like, Hey, you want to do it guys? Guys weekend, get together, have some pops. And uh, I had a nice little setup going. I was going to go to a softball tournament, which is not really my sport, but um, kind of fun regardless. My baseball team plays in it, and uh, they're just a fun group to be around. And I was inviting a couple, like, four other guys, 
or three other guys. We had a nice little camping site that's right next to the ball field, so you can drink, have some drinks, and be responsible about responsible about it and stuff like that. And um, so it looked like it was all going to work out. Like right away, every like three guys were like, "Yeah, I think we can do that. Let's do that. Let's do that." My, my buddy got a camper, big sexy Jason has been on this podcast before. He has he's got a camper. He's like, "All right, let's go. This is going to work. This looks like it's going to work out." Then I didn't hear from. Him. Some guys for like a couple of days and I kind of figured like, well, that was kind of a quick yes. You know, when you have wives and stuff like that, trying to work things out, I'm like, let's see if they work it out. Well, then one by one, everybody kind of like said, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. And I was like, okay, all good. You know, I'm going to hang out with my, some of my Cardinal buddies anyway, who are a blast. So, but it was just like, I felt like that was God kind of clearing my weekend um, so I would be available, more readily available than have to abandon, you know, some of my friends that I'd made an appointment to spend a weekend with to then go back to the hospital and try to see my dad for possibly one last time. I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think that is the case at this point, but at the moment it felt like that was a very strong possibility. <clears throat> but I feel like that was kind of like God's hand, like paving the way for making things easier. And then I think I was also able to bless my middle kid, my son, Jake, who um, when I was away and his mom was away, we said couldn't have any friends over just to keep it nice and mellow at the house. So then I, then I also back, spend the night on a Saturday night. Jake and his ask if he has buddies over, fun group of kids came over, had a good time. I spent a couple of hours hanging out with those kids, just talking football and hunting and stuff. And Jake was able to have a good time, laid the groundwork for him to be able to go hunting the next day for early goose season. Um, and that was kind of Jake's first as a 16-year-old's first uh, hunting with his friends, which is a huge social event here in the in the Northwoods. It's kind of a cool thing if you can go hunting with your friends and you have a good group where you know it's going to be a solid, safe hunting environment, but able to have some fun. Um, that's a big deal, and I was glad I was able to help him help facilitate that. I've uh, kind of developed him as a hunter, haven't taken him out quite as much as I'd have preferred over the years, but started him when he was young, give him the safety fundamentals and, um, you know, develop that ability, just enough knowledge to be mildly competent as far as, uh, for goose hunting, um, very competent when gun safety. Uh, which is the main thing that matters in any type of hunting, obviously. So, so anyway, I was able to, I feel like I was able to be there for Jake, you know, in that regard. So that, so when I'm talking about seeing God's hand move, I can, I feel like I recognize that as God helping me be, um, in the right places at right times, even if I'm not great at, you know, even if it's just a, a circumstance or a happenstance or a coincidental thing, 
um, I feel like, you know, God can help design a day, design uh, moments, design times um, that best support myself and my family. And so I, I could see that happening this weekend, looking back and, and even when I was in it, I kind of sensed that. And then even <laughs> here's another thing too. I think I'm see, I saw God's hand move. Our, this is how I attribute it in my brain is, um, Sunday. I can't, couldn't really see my dad cause he was in a different hospital, no visitors. My mom's on quarantine. Didn't really feel like I could go see her. Like, my buddies are like, you're coming back to play softball. We need you. They didn't really need me because I'm terrible at softball. Good baseball, not at softball. But um, but I'd hurt my Achilles tendon so bad just from sprinting. And uh, it's actually the deaccelerating motion. My sprinting is pretty good. The deacceleration with cleats on is just not something I'd done much all year. And I had this big knot in my Achilles tendon where I like I had a visible limp. I'm like going to the grocery store limping like a I don't know, like an old man. Um so yeah, I kinda I turned the guys down like nah, it's like an hour and a half away, or no, an hour away. The event I'm like, nah, I can't come play. Uh but that gave me the opportunity to go be a better support for my mom in a really tough time for her, you know, for a couple of hours. So I feel like even though I'm sometimes I wasn't smart enough to be self-sacrificial um, and be a support for somebody, I feel like God kind of like helped create circumstances for me to be in the right spot at the right time. Um, so I know people that don't, you know, believe in God or that faith type elements, they attribute that to something else, but that's how I personally attribute it. So um, that's kind of a window there into my thought processes, <clears throat> thought processes and such. So yeah, it's very weird um, doing a podcast by yourself. One of my favorite podcasts, Bill Burr who is a comedian and says some crazy things, but he, uh, he's been doing a podcast on his own once in a great while as guest, but runs off like 40 minutes on his own, like twice. Yeah. Twice a week for like, he was one of the first podcasters did one of the first podcasters to uh, be consistent. I think, as far as like weekly shows and whatnot. And he was um, super smart about it because he's like a up and coming comedian at the time. So that was a way to get his like name and brand out there. And uh, being consistent with it and whatnot was really important. I could see and studying his podcast because um, he has like fans from across the entire world, which is incredible. People writing in from like um, India, from Europe, from places in Africa. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, Bill Burr and I are not alike really at all, but I appreciate his 
sense of humor and his levity and his willingness to be anti-sanctimonious, I think is what they call that. I don't know. Anyway, um, that being said, uh, yeah, what I thought it was important to just drop a podcast today to be consistent, even though Matt um, wasn't able to join me. I definitely respect uh, all the things he has going and appreciate that. Uh, I try to get Dave to fill in. Um, he's a working man. Um, I missed Big Sexy's open window. Jason, we had him on uh, as a guest a couple of weeks back. Um, but anyway, I thought I'd give it a swing here as a solo dude. And, um, this is what I got. I'm gonna try to fill like 10 more minutes, I think, to keep it consistent right around 30. So I got a big kid right now. My 16 year old is almost 17 is, uh, really fun to watch play football. He's developing, starting to learn himself starting to learn that he can kind of enforce his will as a 230 pound um very aggressive lineman which seems like it'd be a little bit undersized um and he is compared to some guys but in a smaller high school setting it's plenty big he's got a lot of power behind it so it's really fun to watch him uh, learn the intricacies of leadership in the sport, intricacies of um, working hard through adversity, teams down by a lot or a little, and continuing to work hard and taking constructive criticism, um, trying not to get cocky even though he feels like he might be having a decent amount of success and some shine from coaches and teammates and schoolmates um, trying to keep himself in a spot where he's humble and treating everyone with respect. Um, so that's kind of fun to see his development maturation as a junior in high school. Uh, football just a just the most, I don't know if it's the most team sport, but you have 11 guys. And if one of those 11 doesn't do his job, um, it's rough on the rest of the team. So it's a very much a team oriented sport. Um, so it's fun to see that construct, the social construct of all those people working as a, one to try to accomplish a goal. Just a huge, huge um, thing to have a, as a life lesson. And then my younger son, 14, eighth graders, having his second game, second football game of the season tonight. Got to go to school in his jeans and his jersey, looking all cool. Um, he's undersized kind of the opposite of my second kid my oldest son David's a little bit smaller but he's got uh learning how to use as mass 
times the velocity, um, or mass times, uh, mass times, uh, yeah, whatever that equation is to hit people hard, even though if you're small, that's kind of my, I wasn't a huge guy in football, but I could control my mass, um, and take it at high speeds and run through people, so even if they're bigger. So trying to teach him how to just be confident and take himself um, and make himself a, a, a bit of a weapon on a field and using, you know, confidence is such a big thing in life and with kids learning how to have confidence, learning to be um, everything you you could possibly be. Uh, it was a big deal. Um, I think even for us, you know, like even for grown people, confidence, you know, it's easy to get your confidence shook in, in life. And, um, how you approach like daily interactions or daily tasks or goals. <laughs> if you have the right feel confidence, you know, it can set a whole different tone than if you don't. If things are negative and letting things snowball into difficult places. Um, so some of that is, you know, Matt and I would like to try to encourage people to learn who they are in Christ and uh, allow your personal confidence to be derived from that. And... Um, Hopefully face daily battles and try to win them, even though you're not going to win everything. Just like in baseball, you're not going to win everything, but you're going to try to like <clears throat> be cons as consistent as possible and win as much as you can. I, I'm fading for content, so that's going to be Men in the Ring. I'll play you out with a little bit of piano since I'm sitting here in my living room. All right, that's me in the ring. Listen, um, please share, and um, uh, yeah, have a good one until next time.